0: all right um welcome to another episode of the non-expert guide to african tv and film i am lola uh i have
1: tolu we you go with first today she's going with me my name is tolu Orekoya. i am a creative uh jack of all trades the master of none i'm a writer i'm a somewhat creative director I am, did I say writer, I meant editor, please no, don't approach me for writing. <laughs> I am an editor and all things fun and creative. That's me. BME. BME.
2: Oh, hi, um, I'm a BME. I am not a writer. I'm a banker by day, musical enthusiast, uh, musical theatre enthusiast and performer by night, jazz hands.
1: <laughs> all right now on jazz hands every time we, i'm gonna do jazz hands <laughs> i know
0: one of these days we're gonna get you to, to perform something on here from one of your
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so let's get into it um let's get into the show today today we are talking about a film Adu, um which is currently streaming on netflix Um, It's a 2020 Spanish drama directed by Salvador Calvo um, and starring Luis Tosa, Alvaro Cervantes and Ana Castillo. Um, The film premiered in Spain in January 2020 and is now on Netflix, like I said. It's a story about a six-year-old boy and his older sister's desperate attempts to reach Europe from their home in Cameroon. And that's where I feel like I should stop, because honestly, I was trying to write what I thought this film was, and I just thought, okay, I'm gonna have three completely different sentences. So since the title is, I do, I'm just gonna stop there. What do you guys think? <laughs> Can you find another
1: way to say it? So for me, I would go with, and I don't want to go first, but I think it's sort of like, I don't know if you remember Crash, it's like an anthology. It's like three different stories, which have like one minuscule thread holding them together. Um, And it's it's a story about immigration and um, identity and courage and all sorts of very deep human emotions. that we're supposed to connect with and I think feel a lot of empathy for but I think the movie had some good points and but I think there were a lot of missteps along the way but I think it's still a movie worth watching if just for learning a lesson about points when it comes to Africa and immigration especially from a European Eurocentric point of view that is not British because as um, English speaking English speaking um, communities here in Africa we mostly hear just the British of take on what, it, what immigration is and so it's, it, for me this movie was a good learning um learning uh teaching uh, mechanism to understand how other um european countries sort of uh, how they address and approach um, immigration illegal immigration or um undocumented migration as they prefer to say it these days um yeah, I mean, you want to say something about this film what were your
0: initial feelings
2: yeah so i think i think it goes so you're thinking about immigration if you're thinking about it from the point of view of the western country to which these um people are taking this sort of not sort of very dangerous journey um too but if you think about it from their perspective i think um from perspective of the, i don't even want to call them migrants or i don't even know what to call them you know from perspective of people in Africa that are trying to make this dangerous journey to Europe, I think it's survival. I think it's a story about survival. It's a story about, um, the great injustice that is in this world and how at the very heart of it, there are completely vulnerable people involved at the center of it that are suffering children. Um, i think that for me is a huge part of the story and then when you sort of compare that with almost the, the i think there's a part of the story that is also talking about the god complex or the savior complex or the white savior complex um, that Europe, some europeans or westerners have um and almost the commercialization of other people's pain um and you know this sort of savior complex is uh, just sort of uh, make yourself feel Like, I've done something, or or what what somebody would, uh, I'm not being very speculative about it, but what somebody sees as, I've won a little battle, I'm fighting this battle for you, doesn't actually reach the most vulnerable people. So, for example, I'm going to be able to spend in Africa this summer. (sighs) No, that's not what they need. The people that are really suffering, yes, it's good you go there, you give them a little bracelet, you Take some pictures and you shed tears when you're leaving. But actually there's some deep-seated issues that you're probably even contributing to without realizing, um, and you're not solving the problem, most of all, most importantly, you're not solving it. In fact, you're probably creating another problem. And I think those are the different stories that I saw there as well. Um, yeah yeah, so it was a very complex story. It's a very multifaceted issue. And um, I'm glad that they didn't try to talk about all the different aspects of this. For example, they didn't really touch about the political will or the political reasons behind these mass exodus. Um, so I'm glad they didn't touch about talk about that because that would, that would have been you know totally a different story as well. But the, the aspects they did talk about, I thought, were, were haunting mm. and hit the nail on the head in many many respects. Well, I don't mean to hit the nail on the head because it's not my experience, but it's certainly you know, shone a bright light on on some deep and scary and worrying issues that we face in the world today.
0: But I think you made an interesting, um, you said an interesting phrase in there, the commercialization, the commercialization of someone
2: else's pain. Yeah, and it's not even so much commercialization because commercialization means that they're making money off it. It's almost like um, it's not fetish, fetishizing either. It's almost um, wearing it as a as a medal of honor. Well when, yeah, you, when saved, you say when you that to save some elephants today.
0: Okay, so when you say that you're talking about Gonzalo's character, that's what you're talking
2: about. And and Sandra um I'm talking about, yeah, so when, I, when, I talk, when I'm talking about that, I'm talking about, so not so much the people that are taking advantage of people that are trying to cross the Sahara, that are taking money from them. No, it's not that. That's, that's part of the problem. But it's the, it's the wide city of complex and the, oh, I like this bike. Do you know the deep, sad, tragic story behind that bike? No, but it's a souvenir, isn't it? And it's cute. And you're going to be riding it on the streets of Spain and people are going to be like, oh, cool retro bike. And you're going to be like the, yeah, but the story behind that bike. And and these that that as an artifact is is as a matter of fact, one could even say this story being told by a Spanish person as opposed to a black person is an example of that. But I'm glad somebody's telling the story. So again, if the writer, if the writer and director see this, I'm not having a go at all. But sometimes just, just leave it in Africa. Let them deal with it, leave their bikes alone, leave their tusks, don't, don't touch anything. Just go. <laughs> uh, it's sometimes what I do.
0: Well, so that, that I think, and so, and so, and, and this might be, feel a little harsh, but that's how I actually felt about the film. I did feel like, so apparently this was a hit in Spain, and it felt to me like a commercialization of African pain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I thought, is this story being told because we want the people, the audience, right, the original audience which was, that it was meant for? Spanish people, right, because it was first, premi- it premiered there. Um, do we want, I mean, like, what what do we want them to take away from here? Like, Africans as a const always the ones, always looking for handouts, always begging, desperate to enter another country. You know, I just felt very uncomfortable with that, with that portrayal. And I don't know that, I don't know, I just don't know that it was this filmmaker's story to tell. I mean, of course, anybody can it's tell it's the story they want, but...
2: Yeah, it's a true story. though. I mean, not like a true story, true story, but it's a lot of people's reality. Therefore, I think it's an important story to tell. Yes, you're right. Does it actually resolve anything? And if it's for the Spanish audience, what was the aim? Was it to entertain? And like you said, you know, completely commercialize this or is it a story that they're telling? Because, you know, creators and storytellers and singers and actors and all of that, our jobs as creatives is yes we want to express ourselves etc etc but it really should be something that moves conversation along that helps society get better the same way engineers build bridges and planes, and doctors find solutions to sicknesses and what have you and politicians i know what they do but you know and bankers i know what they do as well but, but you know the same way people that actually contribute to society should contribute to society i think artists and creatives should do the same thing so it shouldn't. I'm hoping that I just didn't do this so that it would be a hit and people will buy it, and people will go and watch, and they'll make money off it. I'm hoping that they want to tell a story because they told haunting stories and they didn't whitewash the pain at all. They didn't. They didn't whitewash anything, to be honest. Because even even the people that you thought, oh, Gonzalez was trying to do a good thing, they 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 made it pretty clear that he wasn't completely altruistic and he had a white savior complex. And actually he had issues that he ought to have been dealing with while he was running around trying to save African elephants. Uncle, your domots, your backyard is on fire. Leave these people. Leave them for now. Go and sort out your daughter's life, you know? So I thought, I thought that was quite, that was that. So I think it was told truthfully. It didn't try to paint anyone in a particularly good light. Um, and it it, it it drove the point home. Empathy. People are suffering. People are suffering. People are suffering. People are suffering you know for me that's the story well told
1: so for so i struggle with this because on the one hand i think that you do want it to be a commercial success if you want to to be able to tell a story you want it to be able to connect in a way that more people want to see it and need to see it because it's difficult to to create i mean it's very difficult to for people to feel empathy without having some sort of connection or witness to it. I mean, you can hear the stories, but it's more visceral. It connects a little bit better when they see something or when they watch something, and that's why movies are so powerful because they fuel our imagination to not just think of—we think of situations outside ourselves—and we visualize that We're able to see it in a way that you know we haven't been able to see it before. I mean, when we listen to Massa's story, Massa had been traveling for months. And he had gotten as far as Dakar before the, you know... And he the, was you know, coming from Somalia, right? He was coming. Exactly. So he was traveling a long way across. I mean, that's a young boy on his own. And you can see that he'd, he'd had to resort to a lot of things to be able to survive. He had resorted to theft. He had resorted to child prostitution. Um, all sorts of things to, for him to be able to get to that point. Um, and... We it's 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 difficult. It's easy to dismiss those sorts of things that happen to young people and to, to the uh, women and children who go through all these journeys. And but we we see we hear bits of it once in a while. We hear about people trapped in the Tunis, uh, um, in Tunisia, and all these countries um bordering Europe in Africa, in between where the, I think I forgot the name of the, the sea in between where they you know. Malila, I think. Libya, especially. Sorry, Libya. Oh, Libya. and so. I, I I think it's important that these things are a bit of a commercial success. But it's there's a fine line between that commercialization because the story is important, and that com- commercialization because, you know, it's it's torture porn basically. You're watching somebody, you know, somebody's agony agony to be like, oh my God, and you know, to make yourself feel better about the situation that you're in. Um and I, I, I think the movie doesn't quite cross that, you know, doesn't quite get that. Doesn't tell the story in a way that doesn't make it feel a little bit too. Um, I don't know what the term is, but it just felt too. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't. The only character I really felt real sympathy for, and that was at maybe at two points in the entire story, was Adu. Everybody else was, I mean, and Masar actually, um, but everybody else just seemed very superfluous to the, the story. And I didn't really, I was like, get on with it, get on with it. And really I stopped, I was very tempted to press the fast forward button a lot of the times through this movie, cause I just felt the storytelling wasn't, I didn't feel necessary. Hmm, interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: So I feel like there was a lot of care. Like, so I, I read a little
0: bit about this filmmaker and he said he was an amateur painter. And he's a very visual director you can see that the cinematography is beautiful you know the the i mean you see africa and just like oh my god what a gorgeous continent you know it was beautiful but again i'm just like it almost felt like ah and i don't know if i'm going to edit this part out or not but it almost felt like let's shoot in africa and let's find a story that we can tell or ah have you heard that these toy away situations where these young people actually climb into let's make a film about that you know where there's no personal knowledge of any of the people who went through these situations but from you know grabbing news from online from news news stories and then we all just cobbled
2: together this story i don't know that's the way it felt today. oh you think so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really surprised i think i think yeah i don't know I, the only thing that sort of that felt a little bit disjointed a little bit was um the story about how they sort of Segment from the elephant being killed to to you know the attack on adu's family and his mother dying and then settling on his trying to travel i thought that was a bit but i thought that was a bit that did feel slightly cobbled together but then again i thought even though it was a bit clumsy i still thought you know they're just trying to tell us that different things push people to the edge to say right okay now you need to make that move that you have been planning and they just use the the they're, they're witnessing the the cutting above of the elephant as, as the trigger. But I, I actually thought it was a really good story. I thought there was a lot of um, conflict um, between all the characters and all the conflicts were quite necessary. So if it was um, Massa, if it was Adu and his sister, if it was Sandra and her dad, if it was Mateo, all the main elements, all the three, yeah, there were three, right? So there were three different stories had enough conflicts that were related to the subject matter. Um, which is kind of roughly Africa and its issues um so i i thought i actually thought it was really good storytelling I thought it was really good storytelling I thought the, to be fair, the only thing that I thought was a bit um voyeuristic and like you said slightly unnecessary um was the the death of adu's sister of falling out of the plane
1: hmm. um I didn't yeah, think it was necessary to. Like you know that's you know
2: what's interesting you can I, I don't know I think, they, sorry go ahead sorry go I, ahead i think they, they 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 drew that out too much i think they wanted us to they they focused on it and they wanted us to draw too much i don't know almost like they i know they didn't take pleasure in this, but it, but it felt slightly it, first of all it wasn't very realistic i don't know I mean, i've never seen anyone fall out on a plane but it looked a bit like yeah, it it so g i slightly no, no, I know, I, know, I, know, I know it happens. I know, I know it happens very often, and I know. But I thought they could have played us a little bit differently without making it slightly. It, it, like you said, it felt a little bit more like torture porn. Um, I said it was for so the
1: shock effect. So we were talking about um, talking about Alika and her death. They literally just replaced her character with another surrogate sibling. So Alika dies in one scene literally almost like the next scene after that she he has a brother that comes in and takes over the role of the older sibling carrying them over to the next part of the um over the next part of the journey it was interesting because then they made him a slightly older male who had already been through some of the the difficult parts of traveling through africa so it was a little bit more street savvy a little bit more um travel savvy when it came to um trying to reach um europe and in the end he had the same emotional ties because he apart from the scene where he grieved for her when she fell out of the plane i don't think did he ever mention his sister again no i expected him to
0: cry at some point to miss her and yeah she just never came up again
1: but it's just like as soon as they dropped her and out of that plane, she literally was like, "Yeah, f- fish food." And then they sailed on without her, and there was no mention of her in her memory again. And it, it was—I mean, there were there were little choices that were being made. And I guess because he's such a young child, he's like supposed to be six or something. I mean, these ch- children tend to be quite resilient, and they bounce back from incidents quite quickly. Yes, sometimes with a lot of scars, but they do tend to bounce back and move on. Um, but at the same time it, it was it was really sort of a i i it was one of those really sort of weird choices that i saw that you know it could, it was a deliberate thing choice that was made and i could feel it as a choice made in the movie and there were little things like that i saw being made as well same thing with the, the corruption in the uh border security guards and you know they the not being able to tell the full story or the truthful story when it came to the death of the guy, who I think is supposed to be the children's father. The I don't think fell. so, actually. So look at because I, remember, they're supposed to be from Cameroon, right? Mm-hmm. He's from the Congo. Okay, the okay, Congo. okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, my bad. So I, um, but that man who fell, so there was that whole convoluted story and I didn't really get what was the whole point of them lying about what happened. Um and then the um gonzalo and sandra's story was very was confusing to me i guess because it wasn't really a story about immigration until she got to the border it was really a father-daughter having issues and i mean it was like almost a completely different movie um and the only time they had issues with the border was literally when she got there um and I don't know. I just, there was, it was just, it, there were things that removed me from the movies because every time they switched to Gonzalo and Sandra's uh, story, it was just something, it was a completely different story. It was a completely different movie than the, even with, um, I could get, um, the border security story and the relation. Be, I mean, you're raising your hands.
2: Because I'm not let you rest starting like, with points, <laughs> so I think it was a ju- I think it was a brilliant juxtaposition of the pain and the plight of Africans in Africa and the white savior or, or just, just to show how injustice is rife in this world, that's what I think that, that, that was meant to do, the same Africa and they were not, in fact they were in such close proximity, it wasn't even as if it was happening in a different country, they were in such close proximity he saw the bike, so he was where them Adu were. He was at the same site where the elephant was killed. Um, he he drove past them when Adu and his sister were trying to make their getaway. So it just shows that okay, they're here to help, but they're not actually getting the, the people that need the help the most. They're not because, and it's partly because you're there chasing an elephant, which is you know is brilliant work. Yeah. But there's a systematic or there's a systemic issue in the society that you're not dealing with that probably has to do with politics at your own country's level anyway. So they're interfering in politics all over the world. And then they drop a smattering of people who are willing to live a nomadic life or have this sort of slightly savior complex into this environment to make it look as say, oh, we're doing UN peace work. But what they're doing is they're, they're actually raping the, 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 the continent itself. And they're not, the people that need the help are not getting the help. Do you know how much money they throw to Africa? I, I don't know what the figures are. But it's interesting when they say, oh, I'll give this money, give this money. Even me, that's not good with money. If you give me half the money, if I give me one third of the money, I would change Lagos. But the money doesn't get to these people. And the people are still suffering. But somehow along, along the way, they're passing themselves on the back the children are coming and taking souvenirs back and they're saying my dad is doing great work in Africa, saving the elephants. And when the children are here, they're in like really nice buildings, partying away, still doing coke, you know, meeting some, having some love twist with you know, this buff African man with, he had dreadlocks, or is that my own slight No, he did. Day? He did, he did. Like <laughs> you know, so all, all of that is happening. All, all of that is happening when there's real suffering that they're completely missing. And mm-hmm. I thought that was it. I thought that's what that's, those two stories were there to do. And to show just how, if you just pay attention, you know, they're like sailing you know, sailing boats or sailing, sailing ships passing in the night, not seeing each other, when they actually need just that connection. Imagine for a second that Gonzalez, with his gung ho attitude and his bravado and his resources, had been involved or was aware of Adu's plight, they would have been okay now. Do you know what I mean? And I think I think that's what that that's what it it showed me. I um, think I think yeah, you're even that's what I got.
0: I think you're even going too far there. I mean, I get your point there, and to that point, Kabila, right? One of his uh, one of the kind of park rangers said, "Give the villagers this elephant. It's been killed, you know, and um, give them. They're hungry. They need meat." And he's like, "No, we must burn it." I mean, I get it. Maybe he's thinking, okay, if we don't, if we give it, then people start thinking that this incentive to kill more elephants, right? But at the same time, it's like, like you said, there's suffering happening. However, I have another, I have another inkling, which I just kind of got in this conversation now, about why Gonzalo and his daughter Sandra were in this film. Because maybe a film about, and the border, the border story as well, because maybe a film about a young African boy will not
1: sell in Spain. It's the same reason, yeah, well, yeah for sure it. to make it more palatable for the audience i mean that, they have to see for themselves in the i mean you have to i mean storytelling is a, is a fine line right you can't just tell a story for your own i mean if you're going to be i i know he, he the filmmaker is white but he has you're also trying to connect to an audience and it's like um even in it so you have there. There are choices you can make to make your audience, especially with stories that they don't feel any connection to whatsoever. You need to find a way to build rapport with your audience, and I yeah, it's an effective tool to say okay, these are people, you know, and they went out of he went out of his way to make sure that the border guards, uh, the the biggest thing they were really guilty of was lying um, unnecessarily. I mean, they weren't really. they were corrupt in a sense but they weren't so bad that people would be turned off by how they were portrayed in the movie i mean it's like it's your run-of-the-mill corruption we can kind of live with that gonzalez is a pompous asshole, but he's um, he's at the heart of it a man with good intentions and so again he's empathetic in a certain way so you can't really write off um the non-black characters as being the bad guys at any point in this movie so yeah i think it's, it's deliberate and it was effective yeah I mean, it sounds like it was a snack. Yeah, i mean that's
2: interesting that's 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 an interesting thought i i i didn't see it that way but i wouldn't be surprised if that was absolutely necessary from my perspective i think because they were crossing into spain and that is where a lot of these issues happen um and that's where you know the the first portal call for many immigrants who are making this treacherous journey I think it's a valid. It's valid to insert them into, not insert them into the story. They are part of the story. They are part of the narrative, one way or another. Um, so, from my perspective, I think it was it was valid to have them there. But actually, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's give them a couple of white people so that they would at least see themselves and, and go and see the film. Gene, you know, I was thinking there, like in terms of the intention or the motivation of the of the writer and director and all of that. Are they, are they trying to tell, is it, is it really a commercialization of someone else's pain, Or are they trying to gen- genuinely tell a story and bring awareness to something? And I don't know how we can judge that effectively. But I think it's a valid question to ask. You know, so for example, like you said, where do they get these stories from? Did they just, oh, they heard it over the news and thought that's going to make a great movie. Or are they working with aid agencies or people who have lived that experience? Or people who know people who have lived that experience? So they, do, they, do they do the research by going at themselves and taking on some risks to learn about these kids before they came to tell the story? Are they working with people who are trying to stop this? Are they working with government agencies? Do you know what I mean? So have they? did they do that or is it really, oh, can someone just, oh, we saw this in, in the papers, and let's just cobble a story together around it to, to make it more believable. I don't know, I would like to think that they they were altruistic and they are you know um, they have some humanitarian purpose or intention behind it it would be sad if it wasn't because those stories are not stories they should be telling for enjoyment at all
0: yeah yeah um so let's talk about our most powerful moments in this story in this film because in the end even though i feel like at the end i didn't know how to feel but there were some very powerful moments in in I think definitely the scene, the, them climbing into the airplane wheel area, that, that was very powerful because you hear about it, right? And you just, it's hard to imagine because I don't think any of us has been in the wheel area of a plane. And so seeing all that, I actually liked it because I know UBM, you felt like it went on too long, but I actually liked it. It reminded me, remember Atlantic's, right? And how we talked about, obviously they didn't have the budget, right? To show us a boat capsized at sea. In this case, they had some kind of budget, right? And so they show us and we see it. It's pretty effective. Um, They could have done the same thing and talked about this thing in a way. You know what I mean? I'm not shown us, but I thought the scene of it was actually, I was just like, oh my God, don't get in there. You guys do not realize how cold it gets up there, you know? So that was very emotional for me and watching Alika just kind of
2: just, you know. I, I don't know. The scene up to it, I think, was great. It was it was the scene where they focused on her falling that I thought was a bit... I don't know. Um, yeah, so best scenes or most impactful scenes for me, obviously, when Masa was taken away, like my my heart broke. Oh God, my heart broke. Um, but also when, when Adu was found at sea and Masa was on the boat as well, he was just such a great guy um it really was what am i talking about like this <laughs> i
1: mean the character is so i mean
2: yes yeah well, yeah yeah masa masa was an amazing human being and again the third uh most powerful uh most impactful i think scene for me was when um they didn't quite get the all three stories to align as the ships were passing the night, but they got two of them, where the girl was going by with the bike, and Masa was looking at her, maybe because she was attractive or whatever, and she was looking at him, and Adu was looking the other way, so he never did see the bike, and, you know, that we are all connected in one way, shape, or form and whether we can actually help if we just stop for a second or not i don't know but we are all connected and to feel that you are you're living this insular life where you know you're insulated from all the pain from around the world is a big fat lie it takes a second it just takes something interesting to happen and all your your ships would actually collide yeah, so I thought I thought I thought that scene was a bit, I thought that scene was very well done. And then of course after that they just oh god after that took me away. Anyway, so yeah, those are my those are my my best scenes. Um,
1: yeah, I, I um I think you <laughs> oh, look very unbothered.
2: Oh, yeah. She's like, mm,
1: yeah. No, the scene that made me the most sorry of, sort of like emotional was that that boy, uh, dude, the actor, God, that baby face, Jesus Christ, was that child so expressive. Oh my goodness. I could, like, I was just like, my, my God, this child, I feel for you. And Anybody who sees you or want to take you, because he was adorable. He was a good actor. He was a my really goodness. good child actor. I, I, I felt the pain when he was crying out for Masa, when Masa was being taken away. So, um, that particular thing when massa was, you know, taken from him, I felt it. Um, his name is, his name is Mustafa
0: Umaru. Like, he's from Senegal. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mustafa. Yeah.
1: He's got a career ahead of him if his parents nurture that skill, because, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, I mean, it was emotional for me. Um, and then... Uh, I kind of, I felt for, for Sandra and her dad and their conflict because I could see the poor guy was struggling as a dad with a problematic child, but I was just like, okay, yeah, that's, that's a, I felt that in my head, not in my heart. Um, and I also, I felt for Matteo as well. I felt for him because he was a man who I felt he was caught in between a rock and a hard place and he, he fell for peer pressure. And I'm not sure that he was really redeemed by his act by rescuing the kid, but I'm guessing that was supposed to be his redemption arc. But yeah, Adu, the child actor who played Adu was just, Mustafa was just brilliant. And I think he was the best part. The director couldn't have done any better without casting.
0: I think the casting was actually pretty good. The sister, the casting was actually phenomenal. I don't know where he found those people because I don't think that they're professional, at least the, 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 the African actors. I don't know that they're professional. So I don't know how he did that. I'd be very interested to find, to hear.
2: Yeah. I, you know, I would, in my mind, I almost think it's like a, a little Gary, Gary Coleman. Is it Gary Coleman? Is a Gary Coleman? Gary Coleman. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thinking maybe he's actually, maybe he's got a condition and he's actually old because his acting was beyond a six-year-old. He's, he must be older than six. Whatever. I, I mean, no, that was brilliant acting. Very expressive. Like you said, his face. Just being able to, you know, use his features to convey the story. Brilliant. And I mean, you know, the camera angles as well. The camera work was brilliant because they knew when to actually focus on that face and say, right, you're, you, you know, this is going to tug at your heartstrings whether you like it or not. I actually didn't have, sorry, I know we're talking about best scenes, but just something that Tulu said I actually didn't have, I didn't have anything emotionally to give to Mateo. I understood in my head his position or the conundrum. I didn't know, I, it felt kind of like white, white fragility to me, to be honest. I'm like, eh, so, eh, but you wouldn't do anything wrong. Please, 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 there's a child suffering somewhere. Come and dress to the side. Can we go back to? You? That's how I felt. And literally, I, as I didn't have any, I didn't want to waste any of my time. For emotions for him, and then he was now too fine, it was too fine. You don't need my aim. sympathy. All the, cool. all the guards were fine.
0: All the all those guards. they were like three punks. I'm like, is this what border guards? Look like? <laughs> <laughs> they were all hot. Like, I'm to say <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: running yeah. to that fence. <laughs>
0: that fence. <laughs> Hit
2: me, material. Hit
0: me. <laughs> I know, right? But no, I I did feel like, like you said, I did not understand. Yeah, he hit you, you hit him back, he fell. Yeah, it just, it didn't seem as outrageous yeah, you know?
2: As they're making out to be. Again, mm. that's why I felt white, white fragility. When there's a child in the, the dire of an aeroplane, somewhere in the sky, you are here <laughs> talking about it. Please, please go. I didn't feel anything for him. Yeah, I did empathize a little bit for Sandra and her dad, you know, because you always think, ah, as a parent, you don't want to lose a child. You know, not necessarily like yes but you know emotionally to drugs. You know there, there was that conflict there. But again, if you put that beside a child that's suffering, can you put this career on a lot to this side? Let me see you. If you're not going to, if at some point you are not going to see and his sister and help them, I, I don't want to see you in this movie. Just go. <laughs> that's how I felt. <laughs> but,
1: but here's my problem. Like I, I understand the, the other viewpoint is that how many can you help how many i know i know, I know. how I know, I know. many if they they're not showing up in ones and twos they they're not one that dos, they ten thousand of them and so, you know that that's that and I, I i understand the the problem of immigration i actually sympathize a lot with the europeans because i can see i mean it's, it's not it's not like a gradual wave it's like a huge it's an influx because things are rough and to be fair these are situations that they created so Exactly, quite muted, but at the same time, you know, I get it. I get it. I mean, we didn't have a choice when they were coming here and taking all their taking all our resources. So, no. no. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, borders ma- matter, and you know, they have to find a day they too. They're struggling with the with the global economy going into the shit and they they're not particularly doing well. But anyways. Like, what was it? Just, to,
0: just to draw some compiles between the Matteo thing though, and the whole George Floyd um, kind of unrest that happened recently. And I just remember Matteo kind of complaining about, or was it him or one of his coworkers saying how all the headlines, the press, it's all about the tattoo, the guy who, who, who fell from the fence and died, right? And not about them you know, and it just, it just reminded me of, you know, Blue Lives Matter, and, you know, like, it's not about you, like, you're in a position of power, like, you're here complaining, you know, about why I want to, yeah, you know, so that was just interesting that that, that was, that that film happened there, and we had kind of something similar going on here as well, in the U.S. But, no, my most powerful thing was that one in the, in the plane, just because, you know, and I guess I applaud the, the filmmakers for showing that, because it is harrowing to think that you realize a child, you get up, a young person, because a lot of times these stories are young young boys, um, young men, and then to to not know that when you get up, it's not just a, it's not, you know, it's not you're, you're on the ground, right? And uh, uh, I do can go around for days in, in, with no shirt on, right? And then they don't, they don't know that there are places that get cold, really super cold. And then you don't realize that when you get up in the sky, it's a completely different. Um, story. So to see that they did it well. I mean, I thought they did it well. Any last words? I think that's really Sorry,
2: gratuitous bad. is the word I was looking for. Huh? Say that again. I thought that shot of I, I thought that shot of Anika Falling from the Sky was a gratuitous shot. I mm-hmm. thought, do you know what I mean? I thought they, I, I like the, the lead up to it, where they went, where, you know, they got into I like all that, and then when the tire came up and they called blah blah blah, I like that. Um, yeah, and I don't like it, like it. But I thought I thought those scenes were good. But I think just lingering on her falling like that, I thought was the yeah, was a gratuitous shot. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Was, mm-hmm. It was too. In, they indulged in that for, and I'm not convinced that it was healthy or that it did anything to the show, or mm-hmm. to the movie, or mm-hmm. the movie. Hey, there I am.
0: There I go. And, it's, and and thank God the the plane was only going to Dakar. I mean, if that plane was going directly to Spain, season. right, that would have been it for Adu as well. You know, I mean it's a miracle he survived. In yeah, fact, I, I thought I thought Adu was a bit of a miracle throughout. Like he just I was telling him to look, the cat with nine lives, just nothing can get this boy down. Like Ikukoy. Yeah. Like that cannot get him.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> They call them Mary, and they call female characters like that Mary Sue. And I think the, I forgot the male version of it, where they like, no matter what choice they make, they make it fine, out fine on the other side. A few bumps and bruises along the way, but yeah, they're completely fine. So that child really, I mean, he literally lost his sister, his guide, and immediately after another one showed up. It was like, it was miracle. Yeah. It's, you know, and I, and. So I get it. I mean, you needed you needed some way for him to get there's no way a six-year-old could to make that journey by himself and make those choices by yeah. himself. And I guess they didn't want to do the obvious thing of having um the sister fallen to do all the things that Massa had to do to get to support both of them because again, it would have taken time for her to learn all these things and they can't wait yeah. to growing up. So they needed to so it was a choice it's and a I little think- more dangerous, I think, for a girl, yes. her age. A little yes. more dangerous. Yeah. And she was a younger girl too. She also massa was a little bit older. He was about 15, 16. Mm. She was about 13, 14, at the very most. Yeah, yeah. In fact, even like maybe uh, even as young as eleven. Yeah, true. So, um yeah you needed an older like guide so it made sense but you could it was actually you could see the thought in that and, and i don't see that very often when i go to a work and okay i'm actually literally understanding the choices well i'm reading the choices that they're making and why they made those choices and i think it removed me a little bit from the from mm-hmm. the movie hmm. okay
0: one more thing I'm going to say is we never really understood why his family, why Adu's family was intact. Did anybody understand why?
2: Yeah. Why? Because, um, they found out that Adu and his sister saw the, the poachers. Oh, Can I right. remember when his uncle, when his uncle came to the house and was like, I want to buy your bike. It's cause they had seen his bike. So where's your bike? oh so they came they came to either kill them in the middle of the night or to take them away why
1: would they kill a couple of kids their children
2: because they would have told on them that they were approaching
1: elephants in africa <laughs> yeah
0: i i yeah so I, I don't buy that. And that was why I didn't buy the conversation that the uncle was having with Adu because who goes to your six-year-old nephew and says, ah, that's your bike. I want to buy it. You know, I'll give you a lot of money. Like, I don't know. It just was, felt like a weird conversation to have because the bike didn't even belong to him, right? It belonged to an adult. So why not talk to the adult? But I guess, yeah, I did not get that at all. Wow, I didn't understand that. that was the, I didn't understand that
2: that's what happened pay attention guys pay attention
0: i was paying attention i just didn't i didn't see where all those things connected
2: okay I mean, that, that's that's
1: how i rationalized it anyway please lola I, I mean lola edit this out but to be very honest with you i completely missed the whole bike scene until BME explained it to me explained it about 30 minutes ago i was like oh that's the significance of that stupid bike i'm like why are they carrying the stupid bike around <laughs> Why is the bike going to Morocco? I mean, I don't understand why. This is on top of Mercedes Benz and carried along like As that. why? Oh,
2: Pay attention, people. Pay attention.
1: <laughs> I completely missed it. Did we? Did you both hear Yoruba at the beginning of that movie when they yes. were? Yes. Yes. Where? Where I was to it? Go back and look. Yeah, I heard Yoruba. So when um they're all after the poaching happens and then it's evening and um. Uh, Kabile or uh, Kabile confronts um, gonzalez That's Gonzales confronts Kabile, right? They, they shall have an altercation, mm-hmm. and they he gets shoved up. Um, gonzalez, uh, Gonzalo gets shoved shoved up against the wall. Uh, I was I was like, is that Yoruba?
0: Yeah, I heard something. I don't remember if it was and Chile or something like that. There was something. Yeah, but so they in Congo, so, so they no that was supposed to be Cameroon, but they actually filmed in Benin.
1: Republic. Oh, that would oh, make sense. that would make sense. That was in Cameroon, yeah. So there was all they in West Africa. Yeah, they filmed it oh,
2: Benin. Wow,
0: Benin, the, the country, not oh. the city.
2: Oh, Benin.
0: Benin. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. They're
2: and that right, they're about speaking
0: them. now, you know, some parts of it. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. So that would, yeah. that makes sense
1: now. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and no, no, I was just saying, I like the fact that they touch different countries as well, that's all. So it was Cameroon, Senegal, Morocco.
0: Tunisia? There was another country. Was it Tunisia?
1: Where, um, where, um, where they were wearing the uh,
0: wraps. There was one more country.
1: Abi, was it that there? There was one more was country.
2: Was not just Morocco.
1: No, I think, I think it so was a, was went, a went in between, between, before they got to Tunisia, mm-hmm. I mean, before they got to Morocco, they were in a lot, where Massa, where Adu was almost raped, I think.
0: Yeah, and that wasn't, that wasn't Morocco. It wasn't Madagascar, it was one of those countries. I can't no, remember. No, Madagascar is... Okay, never mind.
1: <laughs> but it, it was, it was, oh. sh- it was another country that wasn't Morocco Yeah, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was an in-between country. I mm. will not let me not uh anyway, okay let's wrap this up yes yes
0: okay people thank you again wonderful conversation with my friends bme and tolu join us again for our next video
1: see you bye